Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Welcome. I'm Carrie Lucas, president of IWF, and I'm here with IWF Julie Gunlock. Julie, thanks so much for being with me. Thanks for having me. Um, well, Julie, you know, you and I have talked um, about vaping before and the um, the public health benefits of switching and the personal benefits for you if you are a smoker uh, to switching to vaping. But I understand there's a new study that sheds some light on this that's coming out of the UK. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so this is a really, really exciting new study that, again, comes out of um, out of the UK. It shows that e-cigarettes are nearly twice as effective as a smoking cessation product as um, products like patches or gum. Um, interestingly, here in the United States, the only smoking cessation products approved by the Food and Drug Administration to help people quit traditional cigarettes are the patch and gum. And so they do not recognize vaping and e-cigarettes as a smoking cessation product. And so, and they're, they're refusing, the Food and Drug Administration is actually refusing to approve new products um, uh, to, to go into the marketplace. We have very few products now. We have Juul and we have some other other products, um, e-cigarette products, but they are, they're really dragging their feet on approving uh, new products. And so, you know, in light of this, you know, I, so I wrote this blog and I said, you know, in light of this uh, new report showing that, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's an incredibly very respected, um, very respected study, again, out of the UK, which the UK actually does view e-cigarettes as smoking cessation products. In fact, doctors in the UK actually you know, sort of beg people. They say, please switch to, to vaping products because um, it's a lot safer, 95% less harmful than smoking traditional cigarettes. So doctors over there are aggressively promote e-cigarettes. And so it's, um, to me, the, the, the idea that not only was FDA Administrator Scott Gottlieb actually silent about this new study, this is a really groundbreaking study. He, he, didn't, he didn't issue a press release. He didn't do anything. You would think that the FDA... I mean, there are 37 million adult smokers in the United States who are, I'm, I'm, I guarantee you, who most of them are trying to stop. The idea that he wouldn't hold a press conference and say, look, guys, you've, if, you're, if you're smoking combustible cigarettes, we're talking about the traditional cigarettes, you need to stop. And you need to, if you can't stop altogether cold turkey, then, then switch to vaping. Instead, they were silent on it. And in fact, the FDA um, continues to spread false information about e-cigarettes, about vaping, um, and tries to really gin up hysteria about teen vaping. Um, so overall, um, uh, people in the United States, particularly smokers, the latest study or latest poll of current smokers shows they don't even know that vaping, they actually think vaping is as bad as, tra- as traditional smoking. Um, to me, that's a public health crisis. The fact that smokers, that there is this safer uh, product on the marketplace, and most smokers don't know it's safer. To me, that's a public health crisis, and that's that's just an absolute um, uh, tragedy, really, um, that the FDA isn't trying to to correct that misinformation. You know, Julie, it's really strange to me because I feel like there's been so much um, kind of progress just over you know the last twenty years or so. I feel like we've heard a lot about about what what's commonly called harm reduction, um, and you think about this that I feel like in other aspects of, of life and in American public policy. We completely embrace this idea. Something like you know, a lot of the debates about um, about sexual education uh, is really about harm reduction. I feel like um, you often hear, especially from the left, this idea 
that um, you, you can't abstinence, telling kids just say no isn't going to work. Therefore, condoms are your only hope. Right. And we all need to be telling kids um, immediately, um, you know, as early as you can, um, that if you're going to have sex, use a condom because it reduces the amount of harm you're, that's, that, um, it's gonna, that's likely to cause. It seems very, you know, we see this now with kind of needle programs and things like that when it comes to trying to help people with, um, with um, opioid Heroin. addictions yeah. and, and other things, um, do it in a more healthy way. You know, why is it that when it comes to, uh, what is it about kind of tobacco and nicotine addictions um, that has everybody kind of throwing the harm reduction um, kind of uh, narrative out the window? Well, look, look, the tobacco industry, uh, you know, they're in the 80s, their continued, you know, insistence that cigarettes don't cause cancer, cigarettes aren't harmful. We, we all remember those Senate hearings or House hearings. I don't know which which branch they were in, but you know, of these denials, 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 right? I mean, the FDA, or I'm sorry, the, the tobacco industry, um, you know, didn't exactly make a lot of friends, right? And and this is in the public and in 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 um, among the you know public health community. Um, people really felt lied to, right? They were lied to, and so you know you have part of this problem of like big tobacco is like a big bad guy, and now they're trying to because many of these new products, these new um, e-cigarette products are from the traditional, uh, uh, um, you know, tobacco companies. They're trying to also come up, up with these, these new products. And so there's this idea of, well, I am not going to approve a new product that will get the tobacco industry more money. Um, and so there's a little bit of that. You know, it's just sort of stick it to them. But, yeah. but it's also but, – but this is what's so sad is that, you know, <laughs> tobacco products are allowed in the marketplace. They are, they're not going to be pulled out, out of the marketplace. I mean, t- tobacco products, traditional cigarettes are legal, right? And now because of the, these, these laws now, because there were the, the, the Tobacco Control Act basically said that there's not going to be any new tobacco products put in the marketplace. We have put the, our foot down, the sort of ones that are already in the marketplace, fine, but we are not going to put new products in the marketplace. But the sad part is, is that they characterize e-cigarettes as tobacco products even though e-cigarettes do not contain tobacco. But again, it's part of this whole, like, insistence is almost evangelical uh, um, uh, you know, fervor, uh, anti-tobacco fervor that has sort of captured e-cigarettes. And, and in fact, what you have is an FDA that has for years tried, tried so hard to get people to quit cigarettes. And then it wasn't a government program. It wasn't a government agency. It was innovation. It was a private company that created, uh, it was an invention from a private, from a private individual and then private companies coming up with this alternative to smoking, a much safer alternative to smoking. And yet it still looks like smoking. It, it has that, the, the puff of, of vapor that comes out, the hand-to-mouth contact. Um, these are the things that rattle public health people because they say, oh, well, you're not actually quitting. What public health officials want you to do is never have any vices, right? They don't want you to smoke at all. They also don't want you to drink. I mean, there's a lot of misinformation coming out of the FDA and the CDC about drinking. Um, and they don't want you to do anything that they deem unhealthy. And so that's part of what it is. It's, it's, um, it's, an, it's an absolute hatred of the tobacco tobacco industry, which, you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, that's not fair because, you know, it, it, it sort of is in some ways, but it's also um, this, again, this evangelical fervor against tobacco. You'll notice, though, it's interesting from the FDA point of view, 
they've stopped saying tobacco so much, right? They consider vaping a tobacco product, even though it isn't, but they've stopped saying it. Now you notice that the FDA is obsessed with nicotine. They talk about teens getting hooked on nicotine. They talk about um, this nicotine addiction is, is, is sweeping the nation. Nicotine I mean, it's not great. I don't want my kids vaping. I don't want my kids, you know, using patches to get a nicotine high. Um, but, vape, but nicotine is like coffee. It's all it is is an accelerant. It doesn't cause cancer. It's not even that unhealthy. It just causes your, um, you know, your heart to race a little bit more. We all, most of us who tried cigarettes know that, that feeling. It's also, you know, it's the same as caffeine. It wakes you up, right? And so um, it, while, again, I don't want my children or anyone really being addicted to nicotine, it's not causing cancer. And so they, they also are sort of... Um, raising the alarm about nicotine. And, and again, they sweep up um, these nicotine replacement therapies, these nic- nicotine delivery systems, which are e-cigarettes, up in this like fervor about um, tobacco. They say, oh, well, it's a, it's, it, it, it delivers nicotine and that's bad. Again, nicotine isn't bad. Nicotine is, again, not ideal, but it doesn't cause cancer. And if there's a way to deliver nicotine to people who are, are, are literally addicted to nicotine in a less harmful way, why aren't we jumping for joy, we certainly should be. Yeah. Well, you know, Julia, that's really, it is. I feel like this is kind of the bo- the bottom line on all this is um, you know, people aren't perfect. People are going to make bad decisions. Um, uh, and so once they're addicted to something, we need to make sure we have the healthiest ways for them to get, get help. And it's really a, a blessing um, yeah. that there is this new option out there. And I even think that, you know, I, of course, yeah, I agree. I don't want my kids trying any of this stuff. Um, but I also recognize that kids aren't perfect, and if they are going to um, experiment at some point with something that's bad for them, I would want it to be the least harmful thing and least addictive yeah. thing possible. Um, well, I, so I, I, do I just, worry about us trying to take those um, some of these options um, and you know, just leaving a few of the seems like some of the right, worst I, ones that are being left I on the table. I just want to say one quick thing about that: the, the FDA is suggesting that every single child and teenager in the United States is is vaping. They they are they they are hysterical. I mean, FDA Administrator Gottlieb is literally hysterical about teen vaping. And I want to make a make a just a quick statement on that. The CDC numbers on which. Gottlieb is making his hysterical claims is based on polling of teens. And this is how they did the poll. They said, have you used a vaping, uh, an e-cigarette once in the last 30 days? Okay, once. Have you taken one puff on an e-cigarette in the last 30 days? If that child said yes, they were put in the CDC data as a habitual as a habitual, um, as a teen vapor, period. They didn't say habitual. They said a teen vapor. That is, that is the numbers that Scott Gottlieb is using to freak parents out. Now, if you actually dig into those numbers and really do sort of the, the statistics work, turns out it's like 5.7% of teens who are habitually like more, you know, more than 20 days out of the month. Cause they actually asked that question too. They said, have you done it more than 20 days in 30 days in, in a 30 day period? And it was about 5%. Now, that's, that's sad, and, and I don't want kids vaping, but 5% of all U.S. teens does not make an epidemic, which is the word Scott Gottlieb uses. So one of the things that we're, we're seeing out of the FDA is using the teen so-called epidemic of vaping as a reason to ban all products, which, again, would rob 37.8 million adult smokers in the United States of the products that the UK has found are twice as effective at helping these people quit. So 
when, if you are a parent of a teen and you are worried about this vaping epidemic, it is not an epidemic. Kids try things. And the other thing you need to understand, because the, they are also saying, oh, these kids are going to be addicted to vaping. Most of the kids using e-cigarettes, are uh, you can buy liquid, the vape liquid, that does not contain nicotine. And many of the kids are doing it to look like they're vaping, but they're really not. They're basically breathing in steam, you know, vapor, and blowing it out to look cool. So I just think there's a lot of reassurance out there, and I think parents are being kind of told things that aren't true in order to scare them. And we all know that fear is a very powerful weapon, and if you get people scared enough, they are more likely to acquiesce to government regulations. Don't be fooled. And don't rob smokers of these products that really help them switch to a safer way of, 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 um, of getting the nicotine that they're addicted to. Well, great. Well, see, Julie, thank you so much. This is really good, uh, good information for us all to have. Um, and thank you out there for listening to this podcast. Um, if you like this, please give us a, thumb, a thumbs up and be sure to come back for more information like this at IWF.org, where all issues are women's issues. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.